Hello and welcome to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker, welcoming you to this week's conversation with a local media professional who has done so much, I'm not sure where to begin. Dresden Engel was known in Rochester as the public relations manager for the George Eastman Museum for over 15 years, while simultaneously launching her stage career as an actor, playwright, singer, and comedian. Five years ago, she began her own firm, Dresden PR, and for the past year has also been the managing editor of Rock Parent and She Rocks magazine. And, oh, by the way, she also found time to get a master's degree and become an adjunct professor at Brockport, MCC, and here at St. John Fisher. A conversation with Dresden Engel coming up. But first, let's find out what's been happening in the Department of Media and Communication. Prima will be hosting a third annual Lead Like a Girl Women's Leadership Series in honor of Women's History Month to empower young women interested in the field of communication. There will be two events, a Lead Like a Girl Leadership Training on March 21st in Galsano Mid-Level Gateway from 6.30 to 8 p.m., and a Lead Like a Girl Power Panel on March 22nd in Basil Hall, room 135 from 6 to 8.30 p.m. The Power Panel is free for students, but students have to register for the Leadership Seminar. Emails will be sent out with further information on how to RSVP. Students in Dr. Shea's Advanced Media Management Research class are researching voiced assistant devices. These devices, such as Amazon Alexa, were quickly accepted into homes, but now there's a growing suspicion about them based on security concerns. The class is analyzing some of these voice devices through survey, content analysis, and device experiments in order to answer people's concerns. Congratulations to the PRSSA Bateman for the success with the radio social event to benefit with purpose. The team will continue to integrate the power and social media campaign until March 15th. After that, they will submit a campaign for judging in PRSSA Bateman case study competition with other schools around the nation. Good luck, PRSSA Bateman team. A reminder for spring semester interns to get your midterm evaluations from your supervisors and turn them in next week. Timesheets for the first six weeks are also due. Thinking of an internship for this summer or next fall? Dr. Vicker will be having a series of informational meetings in March and April. Watch your email or face signage for dates and times. If you are planning to apply for a tuition waiver for a summer internship, be sure to let Dr. Vicker know so she can keep you informed about deadlines for applying. Summer scholarship applications are due April 6th. Junior and senior communication majors are encouraged to apply for the executive internship program here on Fisher Campus. This is a year-long paid internship in several offices on campus, including marketing communications, athletics, student life, and the president's office. Applicants must portray student leadership, strong communication skills, and an ability to work both independently and in a collaborative group. Information is available on the Career Center webpage, and applications are due March 21st. The Jack Palvino Excellence in Communication Awards will be given to two students in the Media and Comm Department. Each award is over $3,000 applied to the student's Fall 2018 tuition bill. For more information on application material, 
please review the email sent to all media and comm students. Applications must be submitted no later than 12 noon on Thursday, March 29th. Parima is hosting its 5th annual Gilda's Cup on Saturday, March 24th from 6 to 9 p.m. Gilda's Cup is a comedy improv competition among area colleges to raise money to support Gilda's Club of Rochester, a cancer support group. Fisher needs 5 to 10 students to be a part of their comedy team. A team who raises the most money leading up to the competition gets a $100 Wegmans gift card. If interested, please email Lindsay Garrett or C. Professor Roselle. Welcome back to MacCast. I'm Lauren Vicker, and joining us today is Dresden Engel, a busy, busy woman who has squeezed us into her hectic schedule. Welcome, and thanks for joining us <laughs> Thank today. Thank you, Dr. Victor. <laughs> Seriously, the honor is all mine, Dr. Victor. Well, we really appreciate it. So, so when you were a student um, at Oswego, it seemed like you were headed for a career as a printer TV journalist. So what got you into public relations? So I started out in journalism. I was one of those few people who always knew what I wanted to do. My fifth grade teacher bought me a journal and said, you're going to be a writer. I just know it. And it's like one of those after school special happy stories come true. So I did do print journalism here in Rochester for five years and then segued into public relations. Um, I guess you can only cover so many town board meetings about new sewers and Eagle Scouts and everything else. But um, I wanted to be on the other side of it. And now I got to tell you, if I hadn't started my career as a journalist every single day, I have no idea how I would do my job in public relations. I have heard a lot of people say that journalism is a great segue. Just you really have to understand the other side of the news business. 100%. Yeah. And and actually, I got a, one of the biggest compliments two weeks ago from the Buffalo News. They said, wow, you're old school PR. <laughs> I'm thinking of, you know, hashtagging that and branding it and making sweatshirts. But it, it was a compliment that I just make sure I cover all their bases. And, you know, a good PR person, if if I never have to call you, you've done your job, is what the media would say, because your online press room is completely have all the bases covered. And so, but it's mostly the content creation. I have no idea how folks create content for social media plans, write speeches for their CEOs, and everything else if they didn't start their career with a strong foundation in journalism, even just taking a couple of journalism classes. So can you see where I'm preaching about take yeah. journalism classes, everybody? <laughs> and work on your writing skills. That's what we always 100%. say. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yes. And your writing. So um, you had your first interns at the Georgiesman House, as far as I know. Yes, and, and that's when we first met. I, yeah. I got to be honest, and I'm not just tooting horns. My biggest rock stars uh, interns have been from St. John Fisher College. The, the well-rounded program you do here is unbelievable. Um, from journalism to what uh, Jeremy Sarakin does to what Dr. Vicker does to what the rock star PR professor does, it really is a whole experience. And again, I bow down to um, Jeremy Sarakin for being really the first college in the area to integrate and realize mm -hmm. there's no one's in a silo anymore. Right. I, I old school PR, yeah, I wrote my press release, licked my envelope, and waited to see if somebody picked up my press release. Oh, wow, is PR mm -hmm. different now? Mm -hmm. And so it's full integration. And seriously, as far as I know, Fisher was the first college to embrace that and marry the departments and realize that it's not 
the old school communications that your daddy used to know. Right, and it's easier to do that in a small school. You know, some of the larger schools actually have separate departments. So we, in some ways, have always been integrated. We always knew what was going on when Jim Seward was chair, when I That's was chair, Jack Rosenberry was chair. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. So it has been something that, that we've done, we have done well, all Well, I long, applaud so. you for that, and I thank <laughs> you for the amazing uh, interns and staff people who we all benefit as a result from that. So when you were uh, at the George Eastman Museum, you were also doing some adjunct teaching. So what led you into college teaching? So I had gotten my master's degree just because I wanted to get it um, at SUNY Brockport. And uh, I always wanted, you know, it was on my bucket list to teach. And so um, I've taught the upper, upper level PR courses at Brockport as well as PR courses for a long time at MCC. And then my own PR firm just got too busy, so I haven't been able to do that. But I had one magical experience where Jeremy Sarakin said, hey, Dresden, let's create a course called Cyber Activism. And it just happened to be at the time when, in 2011, when everything was exploding, Arab Spring as well as um, the uh, Wall Street Journal sit-ins that also happened here in Rochester. And I brought the, I brought the Fisher students downtown to actually be there in the tent encampments and it was just like the ultimate semester to do that class oh. so if the opportunity ever presented itself again i bet dr sarakin would resurrect that because <laughs> it was amazing so again thank you fisher for always thinking <laughs> oh that is nice to hear but i noticed that uh tom proietti wrote on your linkedin page uh, she is a truly gifted and inspiring teacher one who not only interests and energizes her students but also a teacher that goes the extra mile exceptional so Aww. nice words. From, well, thank um, you for yeah. finding it, reading it, and thank you, uh, Tom Prietti. I, I credit that I'm so passionate about the field, and I love to mentor. Love, 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 love to mentor because I had mentors, and it's so important, and it's an ever-changing field. And again, you have to cross all the T's, down all the I's with the integration. So interns mm -hmm. often come to you with, or students at college, with only understanding certain facets of the business. So I try to piece it all together and have them go big picture so they can understand you can be internal communications. It's okay if you're not extroverted. You can be the content creator for social media if you just want to do that, but not pitch the media or be on camera uh, or run events. Or, you know, there's mm -hmm. so many facets under the umbrella of PR. But also, I'm an actress. So I'm so fortunate that standing in front of a classroom, every classroom is my stage. <laughs> but I mean that in a good way, not in a narcissistic right. way, mm -hmm. that I want the experience to be a good one. Like I think about it like a show, right? Okay, so I've written musicals. Okay, so I have a ballad here. And then there's some dialogue. Ooh, I better do a dance number now. And so forth. So over a three-hour course, say I'm teaching an evening course, I make sure that, okay, I've now been talking for a half an hour it's time for some video. Mm -hmm. So I just try to keep the students engaged. Right, right, yeah, that's that sounds great. So um, it's been a little over five years since you struck out on your own and began Dresden PR, and there aren't that many people who can use their first name, and everyone <laughs> in town knows who they are. Are you like, you're like the Oprah of Rochester. I like that chair, yeah. Brittany. Okay, I won't push it. I was gonna say Beyonce, but I'm not in her category. So what led you to start your own firm? So I'll, I'll be honest, it had to do with family uh, pressures. Now I work more than I did when I was in-house. Um, mm -hmm. My in-house PR jobs were at Chief of Theater and George Eastman House. But I have a daughter with a disability, and getting her on and off the bus, I just needed a little more flexibility. Not that they didn't give that to me at Eastman House. They mm -hmm. were a dream. But I just needed to take matters into my own hands and just have a little bit more flexibility to be there for her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when... Elementary school started at 9 o'clock in Rochester. That is so hard for working parents, yeah. right? So I literally, that is why I left. So I'm still very good friends with everyone at Eastman House. 
And I got to tell you, that place is bigger outside of Rochester than it is in Rochester. So I had the most amazing experiences. I mean, how many people in Rochester can say they've done press conferences in Europe and, and press conferences for Meryl Streep? And like, I've just had the most amazing experiences because George Eastman House is that much of an amazing gem. George Eastman Museum. Right. Old mm-hmm. habits die hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what was the transition like, though, besides the flexibility? I mean, there you were all by yourself. And- I am not a businesswoman. <laughs> so I just want to be creative. What? I got to send invoices to my clients. So yeah. when your clients are reminding you to send them invoices, you know that you should you need more staff to do that for you. But um, the transition was exciting, very exciting, because often um, because I had an amazing mentor and boss by the name of Eliza Kozlowski the whole 16 years I was at Eastman House, um, where she would be in charge of X, Y, and Z. Then we had a social media manager, even though I was the first one to start social, but then once it exploded, we needed a full-time person. So I would pretty much just stay in my PR lane, mm-hmm. but then I got to do all of it. And I realized I'd been dying to do all of it oh, and just wasn't right. had the opportunity. So that's, that's the most exciting part, that that full integration I've been speaking of I got to now go big picture on a continuous basis versus being just one of the players on the team. Yeah, yeah. So it, that does sound pretty exciting. But yeah. um, so within the last year, you've also gotten into magazine publishing with Sally Thornton, yes. who is another one of our internship supervisors. Yes, uh, Sally at Toshiba. Yeah. She's amazing. She's even gotten more promotions. Like she reports now to Palo Alto and Japan. Like yeah. she's just so huge. <laughs> Sally Thornton. She and I were reporters together starting back in. <clears throat> should I say, 1989, sorry, Sally. <laughs> and um, and we stayed very good friends. Like, we were roommates and so forth. So when the opportunity came to purchase the um, Genesee Valley Parent Magazine, mm-hmm. we said, let's go back to our journalism roots. Let's do this. So we're both crazy. But uh, we rebranded it as Rock Parent. And, uh, and on the flip side of the same magazine is She Rocks. So it almost feels like a community service that we get to tell all these stories. Mm. Um, We're both parents, and um, so we've been having a great time with it. We have no idea how we find time for it, but we're having a great time with it. That was going to be my next question. (laughs) When when do you actually fit this in? Is this a monthly publication? It is. It is only six times a year. Oh, six times a year. So it's bi-monthly. So that's how we do it, because I can take a full month off. Me, she can't, because she's a publisher, but I can pretty much take a full month off and just collect the stories from our writers. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's uber local. We do everything local. The only way in niche print publication is really going to make it in this world today is if it's really niche and uh and local people still Mm want to read local print um and if i was just bringing in stringer stories from all over the country you can google anything you want so if it's not written by a local mom why do i care Mm-hmm. So and the advertising uh, is handled by a separate person. Yeah. Is that right? So we do mm-hmm. have an advertising person, and Sally handles the business side of things. Heck, she has her MBA from from RIT, so she should, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That sounds that sounds like a good plan. So. Yeah. So um, we can't leave this discussion without going back to ask you about your acting career. Oh, thank and, you. And Estro Fest, which I think is your highest profile Yeah, actually, it's a, yeah. it's a sketch comedy troupe. The name could be misleading. People are like, are you angry at men? <laughs> no, no, we very much are all married and love our men and, and all men. And it just happens to be that we're five women, um, Allison Roberts, Freda Schneider, Norma Holland, and her sister Andrea Holland. And we're just funny. And the name has uh, unfortunately not done us really any favors. Um, so, so a note to anybody who is thinking about branding try to stay away from anything that would lead people to think negative um but 20 years ago i wasn't as sassy as i am now to say hey wait a minute but um so it's sketch comedy like saturday night live and we haven't changed the name simply because we're so so lucky that we have built in audiences and we sell out our shows and we're so so Mm -hmm. fortunate and then just last week um i finished 
the um, Eddie Money musical in Rochester, and I helped Eddie Money, the 80s, 70s rocker, uh, write it. I also promoted it, and I also had the female lead in it. So, uh, wow. So I, I just say to anybody, just keep embracing the experiences. Do not look at your age. Just keep on going, because I never thought I, at my age, would have a lead in a musical mm-hmm. with a rocker. So just, hey, embrace all the opportunities. <laughs> that does sound pretty cool. <laughs> but how, how, do, how do you all busy professional women find time to put a show together? Because or? it's an ensemble situation. So like each of us will write two or three videos and sketches. Mm-hmm. And like Norma Holland just had another baby, right? So we work around everybody's schedule. And that's how we do it. We can say, you mm-hmm. know what? I can't meet that night. So because we do have ownership of it and we only re- really put on one showcase a year, mm-hmm. that's how we do it. It works. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we make it work around our schedule as opposed to the other way around. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're so lucky people come out and laugh with us, so we have a great time. So, And I know the Eddie Money musical got a lot of press uh, locally, and uh, he seems like a nice guy. He is yeah. a really nice guy, um, even though he's already left town. My text, mm-hmm. I was showing one of my amazing interns from uh, Fisher, Everin, just how long his texts are to me on a daily basis. So we created quite a bond. That's great. And the musical is <laughs> going to keep on going. We're going to go on tour. So I'm going to... F- Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Future... 2018 Dresden's going to figure out how I'm going to do that with two 11-year-olds. <laughs> I'm not really sure either. Um, so Did you just offer to babysit? <laughs> no, no, I don't think it. so. No, no, no. So, uh, so you do, obviously, with your interns, have a lot of interaction with college students. I'm sure a lot of them come to you for informational interviews and advice. What kinds of advice do you give them about getting into the field and communication? I tell them to do at least two internships. Because not only does that give you the context you need in the field, but it also lets you know what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had interns who say, wow, I, I don't like this part of the job, but I like that part of the job. So um, at least two. And that's really, you're going up against other students who have at least two. Mm-hmm. So I would actually hire somebody with an associate's and two internships, then a bachelor's and no internship. Like, that's how important I see them as. Mm-hmm. Um, so this... It's seriously, if I took a maternity leave right now and came back to the field in three years, it would be completely different. So right now, the communications field, you can't blink. You, you need to be in the trenches, and the only way to do that is through internships. Um, so all of your, you know, the amazing world experience that all of your professors bring to the table, your students are getting great world experiences, but there's nothing like being in the trenches. So, um, so I applaud you for all you do to give your students great internship experiences. Again, not every college does that. Never, mm-hmm. Every college has folks doing that for them, and it's, it's brilliant that Fisher does that. So um, I also would say writing, 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 writing in the communications mm-hmm. field because you are going to always be looked at as a communications professional as the lead writer on staff, whether you're on the PR, side, PR firm side or in-house. Mm-hmm. And they're always going to turn to you to be the lead writer. Right. And if you mm-hmm. haven't taken as many PR writing or journalism classes as you possibly could, how are you going to do that? Right. So those are my, my preach moments. Well, those, <laughs> are, those are great preach moments. And <laughs> we definitely appreciate your support. And I think it, it is the support of the Rochester community, too, that makes it possible to oh, have sure. so many internships. So Yeah, I applaud place. all my yeah. PR colleagues who open their doors and mentor. Yeah, that's great. Oh, Dresden Engel, thank you so much thank for coming Thank you, Dr. Vicker, for this. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. It was a lot of fun. Okay, thank you. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Listen on SoundCloud or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and like us on social media so others can listen to these conversations. Zach Beaver is our audio producer. Lexi Goff compiles what's happening and manages our social media. 
Our original theme music was composed and performed by Dr. Joseph Lopicaro. Jordan Proietti designed our logo. Cecil Felton is executive producer, and I'm Lauren Vicker. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.